We're back once again with three great stories. I'm your host, Connor, joined by Ethan Farb. Our first story today is Microsoft's Azure ChatGPT. So they launched on GitHub a Microsoft Azure ChatGPT for enterprise. It's specifically tailored for enterprises in that it's essentially the same thing as ChatGPT, but open source and entirely self-hosted on Azure. So instead of having to connect OpenAI servers, everything's in your own private little sandbox on Azure's specific private cloud. Uh, funnily enough, a couple of days after that, Microsoft actually took down this repo because apparently I would imagine OpenAI is kind of mad about this. For what do you think happened here? There's <clears throat> There seems to be a backup for it. So not sure what's going on with that. It seems like this is something that could be very popular. It's tough to know what adoption is going to be like. We're in a world where there's so much of so many options like this, and they're all slightly different in their own way. But this is a pretty good combination of teams. You know, if you're a CIO, I can see, you know, having Microsoft and OpenAI as the things behind it, as opposed to somebody took Llama 2 and created some, you know, some random developer took Llama 2 and created a version of something like this. You may be more inclined to, uh, you know, if you're trying to CYA yourself as a CIO, you're going to want to have some bigger names behind it. So I could see the adoption being big. I haven't, you know, heard a ton of people start using it. Obviously, it's pretty new, uh, but I'm pretty excited to see yeah. how, how I it mean, gets it's very adopted. easy to host yourself. You have features like Azure Active Directory for login. You have features like uploading files, just kind of stuff you would never actually get in your standard ChatGPT just because it's enter enterprise level stuff. It's not available. You'd never, you wouldn't find that. Ethan, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think enterprises definitely need this. It reminds me when people like deploy their own Oracle instance for their own like enterprise environment, right? So their open source repo is pretty much just a web app wrapper and some network like protocol set up for Azure. It's just an easy way to like deploy this little instance. So you're not actually like open source on the side of ChatGPT at all. You're not open source on the side of your own GPUs. It's really like they released a web app and they released some like templates for Azure to make sure your networks are fine and you have some places to upload your own data. So, you know, similar to the Oracle days, similar to what enterprises need, but they probably removed it because it's not too much of an open source repo, just a chat web app and some template guidelines. Yeah. Um, personally, I think OpenAI's had tried to compete for some enterprise use cases. They've added the stuff recently of not keeping data. This, on the other hand, keeps all your data, but in a secure enclave in your own OpenAI cloud. So I wouldn't be surprised if OpenAI was a little bit annoyed by this repo. So hmm. Sam, Sam just tweeted, like literally, I don't know, a little bit ago that trying to clarify that OpenAI does not use anything that you do through their API as a, you know, for training or anything. Maybe yeah, but as a anything reaction you use through ChatGPT directly, they can use that for training as much as they want. So, <laughs> hey man, talk to the TOS though. Our next story up today, though, we have semiconductor manufacturing. Of course, semiconductors are very important for all modern computing, AI especially, any GPUs from NVIDIA, AMD, etc. They're all reliant on semiconductors. Semiconductors so far mostly manufactured in Taiwan and China. Now, recently, we're, trying to, we're starting to see that branch out. First, with Germany winning an $11 billion TSMC chip plant. That's going to be the first in Europe. Uh, I think TSMC committed $3.8 billion to that and Germany committed $5 billion to that. So pretty nice collaboration there. And then in North Texas, we have the Silicon Prairie north of Dallas, where there's another, I think, $1.4 billion semiconductor plant coming in. So very exciting. Ethan, what do you think about this? 
It's a manic race everywhere. I mean, chips are definitely the new oil here. So you have $280 billion from the Chips Act. You have pretty much every global state actor trying to have tax incentives or subsidies, et cetera, to enable more chip manufacturing facilities. Just like, thinking about what he's got to say. I'm sure he said something that was good. Am I cut? You dropped out for a bit there, but I'm sure it was recorded on your side. So It was. Well, I'm back again. As I was just saying that chips are definitely the new oil. So you have every single state actor and every single global powerhouse, every single company, every single person with a manufacturing facility trying to get in on $280 billion of a chip sack, trying to get in on every subsidy for every nation. So I think it's really cool to see, especially here in America, we're trying to bring back some of this manufacturing to Texas. You know, we know a few people in Texas trying to convert some of their old facilities into chips manufacturing facilities for this is everything too, not just AI chips. This is everything to small Bluetooth chips and uh, radio frequency chips, et cetera. So I think this is just important for American dynamism, as some call it. Yes. Of American dynamism. The 1.4 billion actually was the Chips Act that Greg Abbott approved in June. That's just mm -hmm. funding for any general chips. And then the plant itself is actually 5 billion. So almost half the size of okay. the Germany one. So yeah. very excited. Far, what do you think about this? Where do you think? chip manufacturing is going in the future. I don't think this is stopping anytime soon. This is going to just keep accelerating. It, it's smart for this type of manufacturing to be distributed and not uh, centralized in one part of the world. It's not, a, you know, you want redundancies in important systems like this. And people are just flat out competing to, uh, you know, get, get the business. And since there's going to be such a massive demand for GPUs, if you're making them where you are, then you have a business there. You have, you know, real income and revenue coming to your part of the world. So uh, it may not be an easier way in the world to guarantee some future income than by building, you know, chip manufacturing uh, where you are. Saxony is, you know, well known for precision manufacturing. They've been doing that for uh, probably hundreds of years, if not more, everything from high precision watchmaking to car making to now chip making. So uh, nice work, Saxony. And obviously Texas is not shy about getting into uh, big industrial uh, parts of the, you know, business cycle. So uh, pretty cool to see that happening as well. Probably see even more of that in Texas. Yeah, I think uh, Germany and Texas were very clearly the targets for manufacturing of their respective unions. <laughs> and I'm glad that we're starting to see the plants being built there. And I'm sure. A lot of Germans in Texas. Germans, in Germans Texas. love Texas. Maybe even Pennsylvania too. Germans loves Pennsylvania. So I'm sure we'll <laughs> see all that. Oh yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Our last story today, NVIDIA and Hugging, Hugging Face and announced a new par partnership. This comes on the heels of the AMD partnership that Hugging Face announced a little bit earlier. This is NVIDIA trying to keep up with the open source community. O NVIDIA is sometimes accused of not being very open source friendly. They do have a lot of open source libraries. But on a cloud side, on a hosting side, NVIDIA loves enterprise, loves their big money clients. So now partnering with Hugging Face, they're still going after enterprise big money clients, but a little bit of an open source twist. That's honestly nice to see. Ethan, what do you think about this? What do you see about this? Uh, mainly NVIDIA wants their cloud to compete. So, you know, you have Lambda Labs and you have all these other cloud providers that are kind of sitting on the heels of actually where developers are sitting. So NVIDIA's DGX cloud that they've been putting out, they've been trying to sell to enterprises, like you mentioned, but getting a partnership like Hugging Face, now anyone who's deploying stuff can just deploy to an H100 on the DGX cloud. So they're just kind of putting their tentacles everywhere, which I think is cool. We need more GPUs. We need more access to them. So if you're on Hugging Face and you want to use it, you don't really care if it's on DGX Cloud or Lambda or anything else. So the more players, the better. Um, and yeah. 
Yeah, NVIDIA so far has kind of followed a like dealership model, like with cars. And so they make the they make the cars, they make the chips, but instead of selling them to people directly, instead of selling the hosting directly, they're selling them to dealers essentially, like CoreWeave or like Lambda or like many others. Mm-hmm. And they're starting they're starting to get in the field directly, just like Tesla does with cars. So yeah. Farb, what do you think? What do you think about NVIDIA? I think you know, one of the things NVIDIA said is, hey, we actually have a cloud service here. I think I literally remember reading something along those lines. They've had it. It's not well known. They're trying to make it well more known for obvious reasons. Uh, I think another cool thing they announced here was training cluster as a service. They just want to make it easy for developers to use their chips. And this seems to be a great way to do it and a great way to get people to know that NVIDIA is actually a a player in, in the cloud space, not just a manufacturer of the chips. So, you know, their business on the cloud side could grow, grow massively and be, be as big as the rest of the business of NVIDIA has been up till now. Uh, so they would be smart, obviously, to keep going bigger and bigger into that. Their bets. They, of course, have pretty much complete dominance in actually making chips, but connecting to customers, not really. And customers, if, if they have other chips in the future that aren't from NVIDIA, they don't really care. So. The market will like it. Market will like it. Well, those were our three stories today, guys. On to what we're seeing. I saw that if you go to Google Scholar, which of course is the way to search for research papers, the best way. Uh, if you t- if you look up as an AI language model, you'll see hundreds, thousands of papers that were co-authored by ChatGPT and not given those co-author credentials. So very interesting cool. to see of the amount of papers that are clearly written by ChatGPT. And we're sure there's hundreds or thousands more that weren't dumb enough to include as an AI language model and were not clearly written by ChatGPT. So, wow. so they really just yeah. left it in, huh? Yeah, that was amazing. I saw that too. I thought that was pretty hilarious. It's almost, almost tough to believe. I mean, is anybody they, they do reading these things before fact, they submit uh, them? When you write a research paper, you write it once, they don't really reread it. So, well, fascinating. They're so boring, the authors can't even read them themselves so boring and incomprehensible with a bunch of word salad garbage to make themselves sound intelligent when they're not really even saying something that they cannot even stomach reading their own papers welcome to academia in 2023 <laughs> ladies and gentlemen what, what about you guys ethan what have you seen uh, i saw play.ht did an instant voice cloning so they're kind of another you know ai voice model ai audio model in the space and they had some really, really good ones, less than a second latency and voice cloning with voice emotions. I think they're finally like putting together a lot of the pieces. I don't know if they're using their own model yet, but they've got a really cool pipeline down. So link below, but really great results. Amazing. Barb? Uh, it looks like NVIDIA has released the code for Neuralangelo, which uh, is is, is yeah. pretty cool, creating you know immersive 3D environments from 2D videos, uh, which was a pretty crazy demo they did. I don't know, maybe like a month or ago, something like that. Uh, but it seems they've, they're they now making the code available, which is seems pretty powerful. I haven't seen anyone use it yet, but uh, I'm, guessing, uh, I'm guessing we'll see some of that. Maybe you can combine it with your A16Z uh, AI Toontown. Get oh, yeah. uh, sure the 3D some AI cool. Toontown with Neuralangelo. Very exciting. <laughs> well, wonderful we'll to see you today, there. guys. If you've watched this far, you probably love our hats on Hat Daily. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, guys.